Welcome to the Nations Church Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. As you would have heard today, we are going to be water baptizing some people. I'll be teaching a little bit into what all of that actually means. But I've got an Easter Sunday message brewing in my heart today. Who's ready for it? Matthew chapter 28, reading from verse 1. Matthew chapter 28, verse 1 says, After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. And the angel said to the women, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified, verse 6, seven words that changed the course of human history forever. He is not here. He has risen. Just as He said, come and see the place where He lay. Happy Easter. Can we give Jesus a big shout of praise for that? Today with a few minutes that I've got, I want to speak to you on the thought, from death to life. From death to life. Today is the most special of days in the global calendar. In fact, the entire weekend is significant because it marks the death and the resurrection of Jesus. This twofold, two sided event was the most defining event in human history. That's why people have tried to discredit the resurrection of Jesus for 2,000 years. And see, for a blameless Jesus to die on the cross, that on its own is powerful, and that on its own is scandalous that one man's death dealt with and paid the price for all of men's sins. But the death itself was not the scandal of the day for all men have to die. How many of you agree with that? The scandal of the day was that Jesus actually rose again and he was witnessed alive by hundreds of people over 40 days before he ascended into heaven. The resurrection, my friend, which is why we celebrate Easter Sunday is that it was an exclamation mark on everything Jesus claimed to be, that he was indeed divinity made flesh. If you need some clarity, it's best summed up in this one statement. It's simply this, that the crucifixion proved that God was fully man, but the resurrection proved that this man was fully God. For only God can conquer the grave. Death has held down every religious leader in human history. Every prophet, every self-proclaimed philosopher, every self-proclaimed religious leader, because they were all human, but death could not hold down Jesus. There is no body in the tomb. The resurrection puts to bed once and for all who Jesus is. See, you can choose today to put your trust in the teachings of an, uh, of an Instagram influencer. You can choose to put your trust on some Facebook meme or some Facebook quote. You can put your trust on a philosopher, on a self-help guru. I choose to put my trust in a risen Savior. Because Jesus was not a man. He was fully God in divine form. And this resurrection turned everything that we know on its head. All our lives were raised from young to see our lives going from life to death. You are born, you try and make as much of a living as you possibly can, and then you die. That's essentially how we condition ourselves to look at our lives. But Jesus has come to give us a brand new lens, and he's taught us to live from death to life. Because though we might have a beating heart in our flesh, in our bodies, we might have blood pumping through our veins, we could be living as an, an, anim, an animated 
being, but we're not truly alive until we know this resurrection life in Jesus. So we can be sure that for all of us, the time on earth is numbered. We can be sure that from the day that we are born in this physical form, we're on our way to death. And I'm not sure what you believe in this room today, but I'm sure that there are many times in your life where you have this uneasy feeling that you are more than just a descendant of apes. I'm sure you've at different times have had this uneasy feeling that, that you are more, that, that your ancestors uh, uh, did not just appear out of a random cosmic occurrence called a black hole. Hello? That deep down inside of you, You've got a sense that maybe there is more to this life and there might be some life after death that your soul and your spirit will live beyond your physical time on this earth. Jesus' resurrection offers everyone who believes in him an assurance that we will be with Jesus in eternity long after our body is gone. Our spirit lives on, but we only get to choose our eternal destiny right here on earth. And right now is the greatest decision you can ever make where you'll spend eternity. Friend, it is far more important than the kind of house you want to buy. It's far more important than the clothes you want to wear, than the, 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 the brand of car you, you want to you you buy, you know, the holiday destination you're going to have. The decision is a forever decision. And here's the gospel truth. You have so much more than just the teachings of a religious leader to chance that decision on. You've got a risen savior. All of this is a free gift. Jesus offers all of this as a free gift, and you just need to make a decision today to receive it. And at the end of today's service, I want to invite you and give you a, uh, an opportunity to decide today where your spirit lives on beyond this time on earth. And the cross and the empty tomb awakens us to see our lives like we've never seen it before. Now we can consider our lives dead outside of Christ, but brought to life through resurrection life. I need a resounding amen. 2 Timothy 1 verse 9 says this, he has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we've done. Thank God for that. Hello. Because we sure ain't good enough. But because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus. Who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. But I want to say this to you today. There's more. Wait, there's more, and it's so much better than steak knives. And I've got to tell you this in the next 10, 15 minutes. From the moment the Roman centurions were shocked to find the two-ton tombstone they were tasked with guarding to have rolled away and the tomb was empty, the Bible records a new phrase being repeated over and over and over again in the New Testament. This whole idea, this revelation of death to life, death to life, those who were dead being brought to life. We see this. It was a truth that humanity had now been awakened to because of the resurrection of Jesus. And it was more than just our perishing souls destined for an eternity separated from God in hell, but eternal life in heaven with Jesus. And here is this whole idea that, uh, that, that God conveys us from the state of being spiritually dead into being spiritually alive with Him, not just in this life, but in eternity. But then God then begins to tell us that this resurrection life has profound implications for every sphere, every part of our lives right here on this earth. The Bible says this, that we have a God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Follow my thinking. So the resurrection life doesn't just offer us eternal life after we die, but it offers us abundant life right here on this earth. 
So here is the application of the power of Resurrection Sunday. It's simply this. What God has called you to, if what you sense that maybe you're here and you've been a long-term believer in Jesus, maybe God has called you to some things in Him, some purposes, some callings, and now over time, maybe it's yet remained unfulfilled and you've branded it dead. You've labeled it gone. I want to say this to you. You need to remember you've got a risen Savior that calls dead things to life. Maybe He's called you into leadership. Maybe it's called you to prophesy. Maybe it's called you in a, in a session. Maybe it's called you to influence your workplace. Maybe it's called you to be a light in your university, your school. But over time, as these things, these callings have remained unfulfilled, you've branded them dead. This Resurrection Sunday, I want to say this to you today. Your resurrection life in Jesus has called those things back to life. Maybe this Easter, you, you've branded some of the promises of old as dead because over the process of time you've got a sense that maybe I've a little bit passed it God I know you've promised me these things for my life and the promises in the Bible I'm I'm sure they're true but over the course of time it hasn't seemed like it's for me I want to say this to you today whatever promises you think are dead in God they've come to life again I need a resounding amen maybe you're here and maybe in the last two years the faith that you once had that was vibrant that there's a sense that God was real in you because of the pandemic for some reason you're You've got a sense that your, your faith is lost, it's, it's dead, and maybe you're watching online, and for some reason that you, you, you haven't been in the house of God for a while, and maybe this Easter you're kind of dialing in for the first time to church online, and the sense that you've got is that your faith has died a little. I want to say this to you today, in Jesus' name, there is death to life for your faith too. Maybe the pandemic has stolen your dreams, has stolen your joy, it's created this meh type of Christianity. Maybe disappointment and disillusionment and discouragement have been your friends. How many of you know that if discouragement and disillusionment become your friends, faith dies? I want to say this to you today. There is a death to life experience that you're about to experience this Easter Sunday. And it is sounding amen. Jesus says this in John 10 verse 9. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. But the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Here again is that picture. The thief comes to kill. There is death on the side of walking with the devil, but there is life on the side of walking with Jesus. And here is adding amen. There you've got an enemy that seeks for you to experience death in this life. But the promise of Easter tells us that we can go from death to life because we've got a risen Savior. If all you had was some dead philosopher, some clever religious leader that lived five, six, eight hundred years ago, fifteen hundred years ago, then maybe all you've got is a few good teachings to prop you up from time to time. But I promise you this Easter, you've got a risen Savior who can live on the inside of you. And there is death to life to experience that full life, that abundant life. In the Greek is the word zoe. Some of you have kids called zoe. That word zoe is abundance or full. Or it's like going from black and white TV. I don't know if you're old enough to have, have first watched a black and white TV. Some of you are going to need to fess up to your age right now. You're probably the same kind of people that know what a crank phone is, yeah? But it's like going from black and white TV to whatever 4K OLED, whatever they call it these days, full HD. It's this abundant life that we've got now through Jesus Christ. See, when the tomb was empty and Jesus had risen from the dead, the people that had followed Jesus had received him 
as their Lord and Savior. Jesus had died on the cross. They knew they were forgiven. But on that Easter weekend, they hadn't realized that Jesus had already risen from the dead. And we pick up an account in Luke chapter 24 where there were these disciples that had lived like Jesus had died for them, but they're not quite realized that Jesus had risen for them. So in Luke chapter 24, we see this. Now behold, two of them being these disciples were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. In other words, they were walking and they were talking and they were saying, oh man, it wasn't, wasn't it horrible how Jesus died and they crucified him. I know, I know that's, that's what Jesus said he would do. And yeah, we, we know that he's forgiven us of our sins, but they talked as if Jesus had only died for them, but had not risen for them. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself, this is now the risen Savior, okay, Luke 24. Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. How do you not recognize someone that you've been walking with for three years? Hello. And then it begins to say this. He said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Wow. Here are these disciples. For three years they walked with Jesus. But now they're living as if Jesus had died for them. Yes, forgiven. But then they haven't quite caught on the fact. News hadn't reached them yet that Jesus had now risen from the grave. I wonder if you're in the room today and you are a believer and you love Jesus, but there have been seasons in your life just like me where you've lived saved but still defeated. I wonder if there's anyone in the room where you've walked with Jesus for some time in your life, but seasons have come where you've had a sense of discouragement and a sense of disappointment where you know you've been forgiven, but you're not living in victory. And so here were these disciples and they were walking and Jesus just whoop, appears and walks next to them, the risen Savior. That would freak anyone out. But here they were, they would continue to walk. And Jesus, you can, this is very comedic. I'm seeing the funny side to this because Jesus was eavesdropping on what they were talking about. He was kind of just walking next to them and listening in. And right next to them, they didn't even recognize the risen Savior. It's discouragement and disappointment sometimes obscures the fact that Jesus could be right in our circumstance and we don't even recognize that he's here. This Easter, some of you might have come to church with burdens so heavy that you could be experiencing all of the things that is the presence of God and not even feel it because you're so wrapped up in living in Easter Saturday. Jesus says to them, how is it that you're walking and having these conversations and are sad. Those words still reverberate 2,000 years later to the church of Jesus Christ. Are you having Easter Saturday conversations when Easter Sunday has already come? It's time for the church to awaken to the fact, to the news that the two-ton tombstone has rolled away. There is no body in the tomb anymore. We don't need to live like Jesus has died, but not risen because he's died and risen again. I need a resounding amen. Maybe, maybe just like I have in different seasons of my life, we've been having death conversations. Saved, forgiven, know where we're going on the other side of eternity. But in this life, we're just going to stroll down the road of Emmaus, feeling defeated. 
I want to encourage you today, this Easter, it's time to awaken to the truth that Jesus is alive. I need a resounding amen. Today, if you're in the house of God, the message of Easter is not just for for those who have never heard of what Jesus has done for you on the cross. The message of Easter is powerful for every believer because if there's anything that I need you to catch today, you don't just have a lamb that died for you, you've got a lion that roars for you. It's both. The Easter message, the power of the Easter message is not just the cross, but also the empty tomb. Thank God I haven't got a dead religious leader to follow. I've got the Son of God who died and rose again for me. This is the reason why Christians all over the world honor this weekend. And we honor it really, in reality, every day of our lives. My encouragement to you today is that you have an opportunity, if you're a believer today, to awaken to the fact that Easter Sunday is here. Don't live anymore in Easter Saturday. Don't live stuck in between the death and the resurrection. I need a resigning amen. Don't live anymore like you're saved, but you're defeated. Come on. Don't live anymore like you're forgiven, but you're not in victory. Come on. Don't live anymore like, like Jesus has forgiven you, but there's not much more on this light in, on earth for you to live for. You have so much to live for. Come on. Jesus is here. You have so much to live for. You've got a risen Savior. Thanks for listening to the Nations Church podcast. For more info, please visit nationschurch.com.